Welcome back, Intimates. Thanks for your support on Patreon, making this 2021 season possible. This podcast is about all things intimate, relationships, love, connection, community, consensual non-monogamy, kink, orgies, lovers, and of course, good old-fashioned sex. I talk with old friends and even meet some new ones. I interview people from all walks of life, from recovered addicts to counselors, sex partners to perfect strangers. I'd like to thank my hosts, the Musqueam First Nation, as this podcast is recorded on their unceded ancestral territory, where I was born, where I work, and where I currently live and play. So settle in for an intimate conversation. Today we had planned to talk about forest fires, but we ran into a trauma landmine that was associated, in my guest's mind, with forest fires. So I figured we'd run the episode anyways and instead try and talk more about landmines and what it looks like to have those conversations come up unexpectedly. Unfortunately, this episode does contain violence against an 18-year-old woman and ongoing trauma for seeing disturbing images at 13. Props to Billy's friend, who is dating two guys at the same time, who were both very happy to be dating her at the same time. Don't worry, they're not the culprits of the story. And please do take care of yourselves here on Intimate Interactions. Um, What would be a good title for an episode about forest fires? Good question. Let me think. Sometimes I'm good at this. Where there's smoke, there's anxiety? (laughs) That's actually pretty clever, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) I was getting so mad because, like, there's so many people posting in the Twasson and Ladner groups, like, with all their, like, smart-ass comments and their brilliant ideas about the fires. And I'm like, you probably have never even had to live through it. You do not know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. You have never sat there watching the ashes fall on your yard as the flames start crawling over the mountain and you're just watching it and you're just sitting there like, please stop, please go back. Like, please don't burn down the house that I can't insure against fire. As like the army lives on your like school field. I remember 2003 when we had the ash falling in Kamloops, and that was in Kamloops. It's like a major center. That was, was that the same? I can't remember if that was the same year that Barrier burnt down. I think it was. Yeah, Yeah, that was the Barrier fires, and then the Star Lake fire, and the other one coming from the other side. Yeah, it was, it definitely felt Uh... like there was nowhere to run. It felt very much like, okay, well, I guess we're, I guess emergency services are making their stand here, and hopefully we won't all, uh, hopefully... This is, yeah, because you know, if... Chase Chase took the army. Like we t- had the army right. on our field, and then my mom got super super mad, and I have fucking trauma from this, and I probably should deal with it one day. <laughs> and my mom is still fucking mad because we were friends with a lot of RCMP officers at that time, and there was a girl in town who, I guess, was. Um, a bit promiscuous, which found more power to her. Sure. And was dating some of the army guys that were staying there. Some of them? That's awesome. Yeah, and was out with two of them. Awesome! Good for her! And was walking home, and a group attacked her. What? And videotaped it. Oh my god! And I was 13. It was 2003. Had we watched some of the video to um, identify the people in the video for the police. 
Oh my god. That's really horrific. Without asking my mom. Oh my god. How young were you? 13. Fuck. That is all around horrific. And one of them peed on her. Jeez, I'm really sorry to hear that you saw that when you were so young. Yeah. Didn't didn't think anything of it. Didn't like obviously like I didn't see all of it and I didn't see the bad parts. But I was 13 and I was smart enough to know what was going on. Yeah. And had to go back to school with all of them. Sorry, go back to school with all of them? Yeah, they were high school students. Oh my god. There's an RCMP officer that took me in to watch the video to identify my fellow high school students beating up another one of my high school students for sleeping with our... Well, she had graduated, I think, oh the girl that was attacked. god, that's so horrific. Jesus. And like... Fucking humans. One, and like one of the girls, like a bunch of them were in Ray's grad class... Yeah. So we can definitely talk about this. This is just like a totally different direction than I thought we were going, but it all came up with the fire. No, yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, but like, yeah. So like that was, and I like had, and I identified a bunch of them and was like, yeah, I know him. I know him. I know him. I know her. I know her. I know her. And like one of them, like watching her stupid, dumb, ugly face, like laughing. Oh my God. The freaking internalized misogyny. (laughs) Like, yeah, here I am being like, this girl sounds awesome. She was dating. She went on a date with two guys at once. Like that's the kind of girl I would be friends with. She had to crawl her way to someone's house and knock on their door. Like covered in blood. Jesus bring Christ! Her in. What is wrong with people? Call the police. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. How are you it doing? Was What's horrible? It was horrible, and I was so. I'm still, like, love her to pieces. I'm like, obviously, hopefully, and like, no names on this, but yeah, like, I still love her to pieces, and it's still part of my life, and like. But, like, yeah, bad call on her part. Should not have shown me that. Yeah. Mom is still mad. (laughs) Like. I'm really happy you were able to identify people. Yeah. I will. And they got their comeuppance. I will go back and try and edit out some of the names. But, yeah, I was just like, yeah, they are CMP officer's name anyway. But, yeah. Should not have shown me that. Yeah. Fuck, that is, that is really weird that the RCMP officer showed it to you. Um, you'd think the RCMP officer could have shown you still images and cut out anything disturbing. Um, and then everybody in the school was talking. Like, everybody. It's just a small town. Everybody knew everything. Fucking small but. towns. Yeah, no, I get it. And then, of course, the main guy. We called him the urinator for years because he peed on her. Jesus. It's just fucking horrific that people would treat other human beings like that. I know I sound naive a lot of the time, but I'm just like the way that the way that our society dehumanizes women who have any sense of like their sexual selves is it just makes me want to throw up. Like it makes me so sick sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I realized that was a long time ago and I 
these things people were they, horrible they horrible, stay with horrible you, back then yeah well they aren't that much better now but i like to think no. that high schools are a little better now maybe not in rural areas no but it's just like are you noticing stuff in your body like are you feeling where we're talking about this is hitting you or no 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 it's just it just makes me so mad just like ugh. yeah it's totally reasonable. It's like I still like have hatred for those people. You know what I mean? Like a hundred percent. Years later. A hundred percent. Like if I, yeah. They essentially yeah. did everything in their power to destroy this poor girl's life. Yeah. Like she could have died. Like honestly, like the the state that they left her in, like with her, like 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 crawling for help and stuff, like. I don't know. It's just, it's just horrible. It just makes, ugh, yeah. And like, she had a really hard life, the girl, and like, yeah, it's just not cool. Yeah. It just pisses me off. Yeah. And then, of course, like, they go on to like have whatever lives that they want, and yeah. Right, and she's left with all the trauma. Yeah. And, like, who wouldn't want to date a bunch of army guys? Like, you're literally are, talking. Like, like, it's totally reasonable. Like, totally reasonable. <laughs> if you're if you're into that, like, one, the army and the uniforms is, like, legit for some folks. If you're into that, yeah. if you're into the power, if you're into, like, especially dating multiple people at once can be extremely exciting. If you've never Me had that experience. a 13-year-old was trying to hit on all the har- army guys. Okay. <laughs> Oh, God, I'm so glad no one took you up on that. Uh, yeah, obviously. But, like, <laughs> but it... I, I was a pretty awful child, to be honest. What do you mean like, by awful child? I was, I, was, I was a boy crazy child. That's Actually, not awful. Actually, and a girl crazy child. But, like, all of them would look at me like, excuse me, child, please, please, please stop. Please stop trying and to get like, with me, yeah. Hello, I'm, I'm beautiful. And they'd be like... You're literally a child. And I'm like... Yes, you are baby. A beautiful, a beautiful child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I'm, I'm very glad that they were responsible adults and good citizens and did not yes. harm your development in some way by... Yes. Oh, wow. Absolutely. But yeah, it's just like me being like, Look at all of you fighting these fires, big strong men, strapping gentlemen. With your with your washboard abs and your hang on a second, I need to go to my room for thirty minutes. And they're they're like showing us these awful meals they eat, and I'm just like, ooh, why? Why do you do this job? It was great. They like (laughs) took us on like tours. They're like here like let us show you what we have like what our lives are like while we're doing this for you i'm going like oh my god this is horrible (laughs) yeah no the sacrifices that they that they make they don't i don't think they they make very much like especially the firefighters a lot of them are volunteers yeah and then all of us giggling because then half of them are sleeping because you know they're literally doing shift work and then there was a bunch of them sleeping a tent over and then one of them farted so all of us are like because <laughs> you were literally children yep it's so like these strapping men are trying to sleep and we're just like we're on a tour oh my god what is this 
Wow. So that was a journey. Um, they even took us on tanks. You got to go on tanks. That's pretty cool. They like put us in our fit. The, they put us in their equipment. They're like showing us everything. They're like, look here, we're going to put you on top of this. We're like, are you serious? They were really, really, really accommodating to all of the children in the school. That's They're actually really nice. sweet. So just to be clear, so the army didn't do anything wrong in this instance, other than, I suppose, no. a couple of their younger there members. There was an investigation. Sure. Because the two men left. Right. When the group was there or something. Like, there was oh, some... Oh, no. I guess... I, something, I don't know. Something was up. Got it. There may have been yeah, some... Like, yeah. They were just like, well, why did why why were the guys gone or something like that? Right. Or like, why didn't they stop it or something like that? Yeah. But I guess the guys didn't see it go down or whatever it was. Yeah. What what happened? There was no no misconduct with the two army men that were with her. I'm they glad to hear that. At didn't least. see didn't see what went down. Fuck. So but, yeah. what have you done in terms of like strategies for managing something that traumatic? Because that sounds super traumatic to experience. Honestly, I haven't. You probably should. Maybe. Presumably you've done other trauma I, therapy. I, I honestly don't like go back to it very often. Yeah, that's I fair. Probably really should, I probably should do trauma therapy. And it's honestly something that I talked to my, about my mom recently too, actually. So it's like every once in a while, things crop up in my head. And I'm like, I actually do have quite a bit of trauma just like hiding in there. Yeah. And I'm just like. I should deal with you sometime, probably. <laughs> and then every once in a while, I'm just like, hmm, I don't want to right now. But I should. But where do you start? This is the question. Uh, I think you start by making the decision that you are going to go, and then you follow up with finding a counselor. That's true. It doesn't have to be a perfect counselor, just a counselor that you that you're going to give it a shot with and then usually your first session is a short one and you're mostly talking about the modalities that counselor uses and if they think they can help you and that kind of stuff That's very true. it's also always okay to bail so you can always like pick a counselor and go see them and be like this isn't going to work out and you can just flat out say that to counselors they hear it all the time i'm sure that's very true yeah that's very true so it's it's good to shop around for counselors and like try and find one that kind of fits better because client outcomes like health outcomes are tightly correlated well i shouldn't say tightly they're correlated with um the amount of rapport and relationship you build with your counselor and they're more closely correlated with that than just about anything else to the best of my knowledge yeah, like, I did, like, my therapist that I was working with, and we were mostly, like, talking about my chronic illness stuff, yeah. and mostly working on my illness and stuff, and, like, when I did kind of try and bring up, like, bad stuff from my past, he was mostly like, but don't focus on it, move past it, and I'm like, yeah, but I kind of should probably. <laughs> you know, if you, if you want someone, um, you are always welcome to see my therapist. Um, she does, oh, okay. she does sliding scale, she's local in Vancouver, um, queer and do you know if she does um in person only or is she does like telemedicine so you can oh does she, she does awesome 
Um, so nice. if you want, you're welcome to, and here's a shameless plug for my therapist, uh, Nikki Bell Humor. Um, okay. N-I-K-K-I. And then last name like it sounds. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, no, she's, uh, she's great. Um, she does sliding scale. So you just sort of discuss with her, like what feels right, like what, what you can manage. And then she discusses like what she can manage with the other sliding scale people that she has. And, uh, yeah. Okay. You kind of go from there, but she does, she does a lot of somatic work as well. Um, so she does a little bit of CBT. She does somatic work, but she does everything up to and including sand drawing. So if you want to do like an in-person sand drawing one day and deal with trauma that way, I'm like, that's a cool modality to work with. Oh, okay. Interesting. I've never done it. Um, hopefully I never have enough trauma that I feel a, well, that I, that I don't have enough raw trauma that I feel a need to go to sand drawing, but also it just sounds like the coolest modality. Yeah. That sounds interesting. She doesn't do like EMDR stuff, which is okay. disappointing yeah, to I've me heard about that. because EMDR also seems like a really cool therapeutic modality yeah. where your eyes go like left to right and you Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, it's supposed to like tie together your left brain and your right brain and like get your like uh shoot. Give me a sec to just look this up. It is it is the corpus close and wonderful. Okay. Yeah, it sounds very interesting. I was reading about it recently. I have a friend that, that recently started it, um, but his has been put on hold for a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I haven't really known anyone who's had, who's really done it. Um, I, I've known one person who did it for a while. Um, the other thing to be aware of too, just for listeners, is if you are trying a new modality, it's worth pausing your existing counseling before you jump into a new counselor or a new modality. That sounded very weird, but <laughs> if you are starting counseling with a second person, it's worth pausing your your first counseling, um, just so that you can really like absorb into the modality a little better. The distinction I would make is if you're doing talk therapy about two totally different issues with two totally different specialists, I don't think you need to pause. So if you were seeing one person to talk about, you know, like childhood trauma and you were seeing someone else as your regular therapist to talk about chronic illness stuff, um, you would have to talk with the therapist in question, but that's totally doable, I think, personally. Yeah, that would make sense, yeah. But that's just because they're not like stepping on each other's toes or using different modalities to treat the same thing. So, yeah, is there anything I can offer you or? No, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. No, I should definitely look into that because I should probably start working through some stuff. Yeah, it just sounded like it just sounded like there was a lot of really raw stuff there that was that was pretty intense. And, you know, like I'm good listening to that as much as I may have like an in the moment reaction. Um, I wouldn't want that to like decenter your experience. No, absolutely. No, but yeah, it's just one of those things that came with the fires. Yeah. Well, and this is this is how trauma can make landmines. And this is why when people have sexual trauma relating to consent, you know, they go and they're having sex with someone they love or care about and they can run into these landmines where they're just not expecting to have really intense reactions and they have them. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's totally normal and okay when that disrupts what you were doing before because that's just trauma. Yeah, understandable. Yeah. 
well and i was like ugh. yeah go ahead no i was just like so mad at everyone at that time <laughs> well and it sounds like even now yeah that's true <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Like, I'm angry at them, and I don't even know them. I just hate the mentality of people. <laughs> yeah. But I can't change that. It's true. Well, slowly. You can slowly change the mentality of people, I guess. Yeah, I think it depends on the people. And your relationship to them. It's like I just like slowly change my husband's mind about things. <laughs> slowly change my friend's mind about things. Like salmon. <laughs> <laughs> which we will which we will get to. Um let's You just you just slowly just slowly just put little seeds in people's mind about things. Mm -hmm. Just gently. You can. You absolutely can. <laughs> I would caution people against uh, changing their partners, um, or more importantly, I would caution people about having expectations that they will succeed at changing their partners. No, that's true. Oh, you saw my meme on Facebook that I sent you, right? The one that was like uh, two soldiers overlooking a battlefield? Yes. <laughs> Yoga. And it's pretty good. They're literally like, how do we know all these people are dead? Um and then the other, the second soldier is like, I have a chronic illness. And then all the fallen soldiers, there's like a few of them still alive. And one of them is like, juice cleanse. And someone else is like, essential oils. And someone's like, yoga, try kale. And then the two soldiers go and stab them all to death. That's pretty much how it goes. It's pretty amazing. I just mean when it comes to good things, good positive change <laughs> like, for the world. Encourage growth. <laughs> ideological change all right let's call it let's call it there and um we'll do another one in a little bit and we can talk about the fires sounds good thanks for being on the show thank you so much for having me appreciate your time so yeah that was um a totally okay tangent Sorry about no, that. No, you don't need to apologize at all. It's totally okay when stuff like that comes up, and I'm glad we had a chance to talk about it. It sounds like it was something you needed to talk about. Makes me so mad. Yeah. Understandably. So how did you like it, Intimates? Discuss your ideas with the community at facebook.com slash intimatevictor. You can tweet me at intimatevictor. You can follow me on Instagram at intimatevictor. Pretty easy, right? If you can spare the cost of a cup of coffee to help the show keep going, head to patreon.com slash Victor Salmon. We hugely appreciate your help to continue making intimate conversations for you and yours. If not, you can always help other intimacy nerds find the podcast by leaving us a good review anywhere online, especially iTunes. The opening music is on hold for you, made of algorithmically generated notes and chords and played by an AI saxophonist. This closing music is Gymnopédie, number one, by Eric Satie. Both are provided royalty-free courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Thanks so much for your time, and may your most important relationships be filled with intimate interactions. Be well. <laughs>